Keeping your government agency secure from cyber threats is a growing concern across the public sector. And trying to keep up with the latest technology can cause information overload. GovWhitePapers is a content hub for understanding the latest technology trends in government cybersecurity, AI, cloud computing, and more. So you can keep your agency safe without scouring the internet. Join for free and discover the best practices government and industry are sharing. Visit GovWhitePapers.com today. That's G-O-V-WhitePaperS.com. Greetings, everyone. You are tuned into the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast. I'm your host, your humble host, Damon Anderson. Please continue to like, subscribe, and follow. You can find me on YouTube if you prefer the visual at Retired Master Sergeant 20. If you prefer the audio version, you can find me on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, Podcast Chaser, Podcast Addict, Geo Saving. To name a few. So again, appreciate everything. Like, subscribe, click the bell icon so you can get notified of all these podcasts that will be coming out. Today is the 20th of October, 2021, here on a Wednesday, on a Wednesday, which is a way back Wednesday. But before I get to that, my opening remarks, talk about my visit to the VA yesterday. I had to go in for my six month checkup and I had my blood work done a couple of days prior right so now the doctor can read my blood my blood language and all those etc so the doctor she asked me she said okay I'm going your cholesterol is real high it is actually too high you know you need to get your cholesterol down so she asked me I'm going to give you I'm going to name a list of things that may contribute to your cholesterol you tell me Yay or nay. So she started with alcohol. I don't drink. So that was a no. She said tobacco. I said, I don't use tobacco. She said smoke. I said, I don't smoke. So then she went on down the list asking about desserts. I'm not a dessert person. I'm not like cakes and cookies and, you know, I'm not really into that. But when she hit the jackpot, when she said, okay, potato chips, I was like, Ding, 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 ding. That is my weakness. Anybody that knows me and for all the new uh, followers, my weakness when it comes to food is potato chips, French fries, and Italian food, right? And all those I just mentioned are heavy with what? Starch, right? Even just even we're talking about potato chips. I mean, as a youth, you know, potato chips has always been my thing, even now as an adult. I mean, potato chips, particularly hot potato chips. And she said, you're going to have to pretty much, you know, either minimize your uh, intake of potato chips or just, you know, finish them all together. So my next appointment with her is July of 2022. And she wants to see my cholesterol down. Right. Um, and I can do it. But the, the problem is. I grew up on these chips, these better maids and they're made in Detroit, right? I grew up on these things and my crazy, but probably what a couple days ago, I ordered like boxes of these 
Any Detroiter will tell you these freaking chips. Oh my goodness. Oh man. So I know I need to stop eating all those chips. So this is what I said. I still have like a couple boxes of these chips left, right? It is October 20th. I'm going to finish all those boxes. That is what I will do. I'm going to finish all those boxes, bags of chips. One November, I'm going to wean myself off those hot chips and any other hot chips as well. I'm going to do it because it was kind of alarming when she said that, that my cholesterol is too high. And I know the reason why, because them freaking chips I just showed you. That is my weakness. Potato chips, French fries, Italian food. So I need to kind of just chill on that a little bit. So my goal is July of next year to have my cholesterol significantly lower than what it was in my appointment yesterday. Now, it's going to take a lot of discipline. And I've done this before. I remember when I was in Kuwait, I did like a 90 day fast, actually a 99 day fast. And all I ate for those 99 days was lettuce. It was salads more or less, but I ate a lot of lettuce. I would go to the defect and I wouldn't eat any of like the meats or anything as they used to have like Mongolian barbecue on Fridays and all that. I wouldn't eat none of that. It was just straight salad in the mornings. I would drink. Uh, I made like a little smoothie, but it, afternoon it was salad. Dinner was salad and I was working out heavy, you know? Um, so that's what I'm going to do. You know, this is going to be a challenge. And those chips, are, chips are my weakness, man. It really is. It's a comfort food. I love the hot chips. I mean, it's just something. So that is something I think I'm going to do, uh, but not before November 1st. Not before November 1st. I'm getting rid of all these. I'm going to intake all of these before November 1st. Doctor will tell me what I got to do. No, but seriously, take care of yourself. I think the biggest thing about this open uh, remarks is take care of yourself, get healthy. Um, and that's what I'm going to do. So one November, I'm going to eliminate the chips, eliminate all those fun foods that I like and just get my cholesterol down low. Cause you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to, to live, you know, some teas, some people used to PT for score, just need the PT to win, to live. I should say, well, you winning if you're living. So again, um, those are my opening comments, my opening remarks. Take care of yourself. Be healthy. Do everything you see. Now I'm touching these bags. I shouldn't be doing it. Do what you need to do to be healthy. Be solid. Next up is way back Wednesday. We're going to talk about when I first met my wife in the Marine Corps. Such a monumental time in my life. Monumental. All right. So stay up. Way back Wednesday is next. How I met my wife. Way back Wednesday. All right, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back again. You are tuned into the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast. I'm your humble host, Damon Anderson. Like, subscribe, follow YouTube channel, Retire Master Sergeant 20, and all your favorite podcast networks. All right, today for Way Back Wednesday, I'm going to talk about how me and my wife first met, and we're going to talk about, again, how we first met. All the way to where we're at right now. Uh, I'll go back to places we've been and all that and everything. So I want to talk about, I want to take it back to 1996. I was already two years in, uh, in the Marine Corps 
we were stationed in Yuma, Arizona. And my wife, she uh, ended up getting stationed in Yuma, Arizona in 96. And I want to say probably early 96 or maybe maybe spring 96, if I'm not mistaken. But nonetheless, it was 1996. And the first time I saw her, I used to live on the third deck, you know, in the Marine Corps. They're not called floors. They're called decks. I stayed on the third deck of our barracks, barracks 720 Marine Corps Air Station, Yuma, Arizona. I stayed on the third deck and she stayed on the second deck. And I seen her before because each deck used to have their own laundry room. And if I remember, I think she was in the laundry room when I first met her. But, you know, I didn't I didn't know who she was. She didn't know who I was. So it was just like, you know, a high, you know, high. And that was that. But um, as time went on, you know, we would pass each other, you know, through the hallway and, and everything and just high, high. So then we started getting you know real cool. You know, she would just come to my room and like, you know, this is after we started knowing each other. She would just come to my room all the time. Uh, and just hang out, you know, and I used to be like, man, you from Kansas? So, man, I ain't never, you know, known, you know, black people from Kansas. That was like a, a joke back then or whatever. But, um, I mean, we hit off real cool, man. It was, it was cool. It was, I think even before we were boyfriend and girlfriend and subsequent husband and wife, we were just cool. We just kicking it. You know, I'd be in my room if I'm ironing like a shirt or something, if I'm going somewhere, she would come in, she would finish the ironing. And then I would show up to a workplace and, you know, everything was just cool, man. It was, it was a great time. So then I think we, we realized that maybe we want to take this from just hanging out, being cool to possibly being boyfriend and girlfriend. Again, I'm on the third deck. She's on the second deck. It's like, man, my girlfriend lived downstairs, you know, at that time it was real. It was, it was real fun. You know, we was just, we was just chilling, man. We was just chilling. We was young people, man. We were just enjoying life. You know, we was finally realized, okay, let's, let's start really taking this serious. So we met again, 90, 1996, but August of 97, I think we say, you know what, let's start being boyfriend and girlfriend. Let's make this, you know, really serious. And so we would go to the movies, man. We would go to dinner. I mean, we would drive you know go to phoenix arizona go to the malls up there and it was just man we were just kicking it man we was we was chilling now her work schedule in the marine corps was different from mine mine was pretty much monday through friday and i didn't really work uh on the weekends unless there was like a, a mission or anything but her work schedule she worked at nights on base um i think monday tuesday wednesday thursday and I think she was off like that Friday, but we'll go Saturday night, Sunday night. It was a her work section of some crazy work schedules, but we was chilling, man. We was both, you know, at the time I was, I think I had made corporal and she was, I think she had made corporal around that time as well. So, you know, we're just like, you know, we're just chilling, man. And then next thing, you know, we was like, Hey, let's elevate this, man. Let's, let's get freaking married. So we made it official that we were boyfriend and girlfriend August of 97 and we got married November of 97 and we didn't do like, you know, a big old thing, man. We went to the freaking courthouse in Yuma, Arizona and got married on November 17th and 
hey, we're married. So we went back to the barracks as we was driving back to the barracks. It was like, man, we're husband and wife now. And I'm like, yeah, you know, wow. I'm saying to myself, like, man, my wife is sitting right there. It's like just just weird. Um, And then when we got back to the barracks, you know, she went to her room and I went to my room on the third deck. And it's like, man, my wife lived downstairs. So then I think that next week we started um, the process of moving out, getting a uh, uh, apartment and everything. But what what messed us up is that we didn't, you know, I don't think we brought our marriage certificate to the S1. We kind of just moved out because I don't remember us receiving any uh, BAH. I forgot what the Marine Corps called. It wasn't BAH, but I don't remember us receiving any BAH. And so fast forward from uh, the time we got married in November, I was discharged honorably. I was discharged from Marine Corps in January of 98. So from November 17th, no, actually the week after we got married, we, we got an apartment in Yuma, Arizona, but I don't remember us. You know, I'm trying to think back. I don't remember us even having BAH. Oh, what, what the Marine Corps called it. I forgot. Um, I think we were just paying out of pocket cause our apartment, we was paying out of pocket for a lot of those expenses. And you know, typically, you know, you file for BH, you show your birth, your birth certificate, your marriage certificate to the S one. Then you get your, you know, get your allotment for your housing and everything. But I don't remember us doing that. Cause I remember it was a struggle, man. And then when I got out the Marine Corps, we went from two corporal paychecks to all of a sudden one corporate paycheck. Oh, by the way, we found out we was having a baby. So now we got a baby on the way. We're brand newly married, have no clue about anything about life. And it was a struggle initially, just like most marriages. It was a struggle initially because her bills became my bills and my bills became her bills. And we're like, hold on, man. Why was this, this uh, bill at Macy's? Well, what is this bill at Dillard's? Because Dillard's was like a big uh, store out there. A lot of people familiar with Dillard's. And so I'm like, you know, well, I want to spend, you know, $150 on some Jordans. Well, you know, well, I want to spend something at the whatever store. So we were butt heads. Just again, we was, I was 23. She was 20. She was already pregnant. So we got a child on the way. Not only that, we had to figure out how to live together, which was a struggle. We had to figure out how to communicate because it wasn't no more just, you know, me being single, her being single. I mean, we're united in this. And the, the first few years, again, just like any marriage, it was a struggle because I don't think we learned how to communicate with each other. We didn't really communicate effectively. We communicated, but it wasn't effectively because I think we'll still, at least for me, I was still in that. That mindset, well, this is mine. These are all mine. This is not yours. This is mine. And so it just it just went on and went on. And so then when we uh I ended up joining the army, and that was huge because now we're trying to figure out our marriage and do everything. And now I'm leaving to go join the army. And she's still in the Marine Corps, right? Fulfilling her contract. I'm in another country by myself. Oh, by the way. We have our child, you know, it was just, it was a tough time, but you know what? We kept going. 
We kept going and we kept going. We never gave up. We never, you know, I guess, you know, quit or anything like that. And now I look at how we are now. We get ready to hit 24 years of marriage. Next month to be 24 years of marriage. And I can tell you, there's no other woman I will want to be with outside of my wife because she has challenged me. She has disciplined me. She has made me effective in my thinking. All I think in is collaborative, of course, but she has made me truly. Um, she's been an inspiration. Well, I don't say she has been. She continues to be an inspiration. And I admire my wife. I mean, because it's tough, man. I think about all the times I've been deployed. She's at the house, you know, making sure the house is good, making sure our kids are good to go, making sure, you know, she's trying to you know, get her career and, and figure her things out. All the while supporting the household while I'm over there in Iraq, while I'm in Kuwait, while I'm doing the uh, dependent restrictive tours in Korea and everything that the army wanted me to do. She maintained the household. So, you know, you look at that and people always say, well, you know, thank you for your service. Well, you know, I really have to thank my wife for her service because I don't know where I would be without this woman. I really don't. And I tell people all the time, I even told my mother this. I told my wife as well. I believe my wife saved my life. I believe my wife. Well, I don't believe she saved my life. And I say that because when I when I got when I was deciding to get out the Marine Corps, that's when we was like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and get married. That was one of the preludes to that. Let's just go and get married. So I'm like, okay, because what I was going to do, to be honest with you, I was going to get out the freaking Marine Corps, go back to freaking Detroit and do whatever. I had no clue what I was going to do. I probably was going to go stay back with my moms and, you know, ain't no telling what I would have done. I think the fact that when she said, you know what? I know you're getting ready to get out the Marine Corps. Let's just stay, stay here. Let's get married. And we figure it out. And I will always say she saved my life because I, I would have not become the person I am now. First of all, we wouldn't even probably been together if I had just went to Detroit. So I'm glad when we had that conversation about getting married, and I'm so thankful that we did. I am so thankful that we did that because she truly saved my life. I would take that to the grave. I always say, oh, I'm going to take this to the grave. There's a lot of things I would take to the grave. And I will say that truly save my wife. And then, of course, having our children just enhance that decision. Because I tell you, man, it's been a blessing. Anybody that's going through any type of uh, marital issues. And I, I got it. Some people just don't belong together. Got it. Understood. But I tell you, man, we've stood the test of time. Uh, we met challenges. And we, we just overcome them. We met our obstacles. I'm not going to say everything has been storybook and, and Hollywood and pretty, but I, I believe you have to sometimes get them hands dirty in order to wash them hands clean. And we did that. Uh, and we continue to do this again. We coming up on 24 years of marriage, every test that we had in life individually and collectively, it can be a testament for other people that's going through it. Because don't don't believe the fact that marriage is a failure. No, it's all about the two parties involved. Again, some people don't belong together, right? But some people do. But how do you make this work? It's like anything. It's going to take work. It's going to take a lot of uh, digging. 
It's going to take a lot of land concrete, just like building the building, building the road, making this roadmap of success. Stay with it. If you're in a merit marital situation or boyfriend, girlfriend situation, nothing's working out. Trust and believe, right? If you stay with it, if you stay with it and lean forward, fight for each other, everything will work out everything, but you got to believe, man. You got to believe you got to pray. You got to have the right people around you. Your circle has to be tight where it's not a lot of outsiders around. Because remember, if you have a lot of these outsiders around, it can influence decisions. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. But I, I'm, I know I got off track a little bit, but I just want to say she can continually saves my life. And I just thank you. Thank her for everything. And I know she's going to watch this. She's going to be like, oh, baby. You know, so, man, I tell you, he's truly saved my life. Giving me two beautiful children, man. Just maintain the home front. And that's why I do anything. Do anything, right? And I continue to do anything for her. But I tell you, man, again, that time, especially when we were young, we didn't envision this. We didn't envision being together 20 plus years. Shoot, I don't think we even envisioned being together 10 plus years, you know, but we navigated through it. I think about all the assignments we've been through all the way from the Germany's to the Fort Hoods to the Fort Lewis's, you know, to the Korea's, to the Iraq's, to the Kuwait's, to the Michigan's, to the um, Fort Irwin's and the Korea's again, then the Japan's and, you know, at our local place now, it's just. It's been fun, man. It uh, continues to be a great ride. And now I know we're getting ready to transition into, you know, this afterlife, if you will, where soon in the next few years will be, you know, uh, what they call them, empty nesters. And I'm looking forward to that where we could just get up and go. Ain't telling nobody where we're going. Man, I just hit my keyboard. Ain't telling nobody where we're going and just leave. Because I look at a lot of, People now that their, their husband and wife, man, they just get up. They go on to Greece, you know, for two weeks. So they take a cruise here and I'm so ready to do that and we can do it now. But I think when the kids get out, out of this freaking house, <laughs> all you parents, you probably know what I mean when I say that once our kids get out of our house, right? We can really just do the things that we really want to do because we, we owe ourselves that time for each other yeah you have your time individually but you also want to have that time collectively as well so i'm definitely looking forward to that um but again man it's been a beautiful ride it continues to be a beautiful ride and i'm enjoying it man it's like when my wife is at work and then you know i'm at home and then you know my daughter comes home from work and my son comes home from school i love them but my completeness is not until my completeness is not fulfilled until I get the indicator that my wife is in the neighborhood. She's in route. And then when she come home, it's like, okay, now I'm complete. Everything is, is centered where it needs to be. So Dan, I tell you, man, again, if you're going to any marital issues or anything, boyfriend, girlfriend relationship, stay with it, man. Find those reasons. Sometimes you got to take yourself out of the situation and do the things for the greater good what is the ultimate goal you know you want to be there for that person have that person there for you i even even remember as a youth right 
I used to always like uh, me and my friends would go to the mall, especially during holiday time. We would go through the mall and I would see like boyfriend and girlfriend, the husband and wife, no matter the age. And, you know, I talk about yesterday imaginations. I was so imaginative when I was younger. I used to look at that. I was like, man, that got to be great, man, to be with somebody, man, to have someone hold your arm and all that. And this was a young cat. You know, I was thinking about this type of stuff. And I will say a lot of my things I imagined in life, they came to fruition as I grew up, you know, been being an adult and everything. But I tell you, man, I am every day. I'm happy. Every day I'm happy. It's positive. It's constructive. We continue to learn about each other. Again, we're going on 24 years. There's still things that we're learning about each other. You know, it's 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 a great, it's a beautiful thing, man. I'm blessed. I'm happy. And we're just going to keep this sucker going, man. Because I'm like, shoot, we 20 plus years in now. You ain't getting rid of me, girl. You ain't getting rid of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just wanted to just kind of talk about that. Um, I know the whole topic was, you know, way back Wednesday and how we got married and everything. And I know I kind of went off the rails a little bit, but you know, this woman just brings me so much joy. I'm happy. And I think it's important that, you know, us men, uh, mature men, right. We acknowledge man. Hey, you know, I need someone in my life to ensure my, my compass is centered. I'm navigating on the right path because I tell you, man, my path has been great. It's been some rocky roads, but a path has been great. You know, I, I got my, my wife on the side of me, man, we rocking, we rolling, man. And we just trying to enjoy life, man. And it's a beautiful thing. So if you're out there and you don't, you haven't found that significant other continue to look, man, cause no one needs to be by themselves. You always want to be with somebody, you know, Hollywood will tell you do it by yourself. There's some things you can do by yourself, but it's better to share that with somebody, share that experience, man, share the, just the, sitting down at the table, talking to somebody, your significant other, whereas wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever your situation is, it's beauty in that man. Just sharing a meal. Hey, let's go dinner. I'm going to take you shopping. No, I'm going to take you shopping, sitting in the vehicle together, sitting in traffic together, taking a walk together, going to the grocery store together, making the shopping list together, going over the bills together. I mean, cleaning up the house together, watching TV together, having um, pillow talk together, brushing your teeth in, in his or her bathrooms together. I mean, there's beauty in that, man. There's beauty in that. So again, man, again, I don't want to take too long today. I know y'all probably like, God, dog, dude, I went off the rails, but you know, the whole point is I just want to kind of tell the story on how we met. And uh, I tell you, man, this has been a great ride. It continues to be a great ride. But you got to put the work in. That's what I tell people all the time. Young soldiers, I used to tell them, you have to put the work in. You got to marry the right person for the right reasons. Because a lot of the service members, what they do, they meet the boyfriend or the or girl at AIT or the MOS school or whatever. And then, hey, I want to try to get out the barracks. Let's get married. That never works out. That's what we used to call a contract marriage. It never works out. Be with the person for the right reasons and the right thing will happen. Always, always, always. So again, I'll go ahead and leave it at that. So I appreciate everything. Again, you guys tuning into the Trust and Believe Nomad cast. So I appreciate that. Appreciate the words. 
appreciate everything in the comments. My subscriptions again are increasing. My downloads are increasing. And it's just a it's just a good thing. It's just a good thing to continue to do this. Again, to um this is my therapy. You know, my doctor asked me yesterday when I was at the my VA appointment. He said, What do you do since you've been retired? I said, Well, I'm I'm doing a lot of finding myself. Uh, and she was like, how so? I said, you know, I host a, uh, a podcast, the trust and believe nomad cast. And I kind of talk about my life experiences. I kind of talk, I don't notice why I've been holding my head like this. I kind of talk about like my life experiences and everything. And, uh, it's been truly great, truly remarkable just to be able to just to kind of communicate with the people that I already know and communicate with the people that I do not know. Cause I've always wanted to talk into a microphone, you know, back in the day, you had to, you know, go to school to learn some of this stuff. But, hey, man, it's all learning on the fly, man. So I told her, that's just my job, you know. You know, I film it, I edit it, produce it, do all the et cetera, set the, the title cards and do all that. And it's fun, 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 fun. So, again, continue to appreciate that. Tomorrow, we will go into sneaker stories on a Thursday. Um. I don't know what sneaker I want to talk about. I got to probably look in the closet and kind of figure out which ones I want to talk about. Um, but we'll definitely talk about that sneakers on a Thursday. And just like every day of this week so far, I've been leaving you guys with little nuggets. So today I want to leave a nugget. You know, again, it's about life and uh, things of that nature. I don't know why this boom, I got to tighten this boom arm up a little bit. Um, it's all about life and everything and how you look at life and how you should proceed with life and proceed with caution. So I just want to tell you a story about a knife and the melon, right? No matter if the knife falls on the melon or if the melon falls on the knife, at the end of the day, the melon is the one that gets hurt. Take that. Appreciate everything. See y'all tomorrow on a uh, sneaker stories on the Thursday. Be safe, be sound. Talk to you later. One love y'all. Keeping your government agency secure from cyber threats is a growing concern across the public sector. And trying to keep up with the latest technology can cause information overload. Gov White Papers is a content hub for understanding the latest technology trends in government cybersecurity, AI, cloud computing, and more. So you can keep your agency safe without scouring the internet. Join for free and discover the best practices government and industry are sharing. Visit govwhitepapers.com today. That's G-O-V whitepaperscom